in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. Thunderdome! The Top Ten is proud to bring you The Realist. The Realist! Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Realist. The Realist! Yeah. Oh, nice. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know that was coming. A nice surprise. Uh, <laughs> Matt Nost, how are you? Uh, I am. Uh, I feel like shit. Yeah, you are bouncing back. You got the flu. Not my responsibility. Uh, I thought I'd given him bronchitis, but no, it actually is the flu, so I'm safe. Yeah, it's the flu. I'm still struggling with it now. Oh. Um, I thought I was over the hill, and then yesterday we volunteered for like four or five hours. Why? And I think that that taxed me. Yeah. Today, I feel just dead. Yeah. And my cough was the worst it's been. You got to stop pushing yourself, man. And it's the only thing I've done. It's literally okay, okay. the only thing I've done. All week, that's all you've done. You tried, I went to you two thought, movies. I try it out. Yeah. yeah. I went to two movies. Yeah. Literally drove to the movie, walked in and saw it, and then walked back to my car. And the second one, that was taxing. Okay. What did you see? Uh, I saw Shazam. Okay. And I saw a Missing Link. Okay. Uh, one word review on Shazam? Eh. Okay, one review on Missing Link. Sadly, close to the same. Damn, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. I could, I could go into it more. Um, of the two, I think Shazam is a more entertaining film. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Missing Link is beautiful to behold. Right, but not much inside. I, it, it's just it's a like, pretty box. Well, it's just like why, why this choice, this choice. It just reminded mm-hmm. me of Box Trolls, another like uh, yeah. that I walked out of going, eh, I know. Yeah. But, every, you know, the majority of the rest of their stuff resonates with me anyway. And it's been great, yeah. <coughs> yeah, so we are here to do the relist. The relist, that's right. Uh, the topic was set by a man named Jason Bradshaw. Hello. And uh, he was kind enough to be one of our three members from uh, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Ooh, wow. And you can uh, join in there as well if you'd like to be a part of it. And then I got Kevin Hills and you got Mitch Brill. Mitch Brill, yeah. Interesting last name. Bihar. Bihar. Hell. Yeah, it's a hell of a spelling. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, the topic is Brad Pitt movies. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt movies. There was a, uh, he gave us like four different su- suggestions, which yeah. is nice. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know what? I think this would be the easiest for everybody involved. Yeah. Let's do it. And they all chimed back in because lately it's been, some people just don't feel comfortable doing a list. Right. Uh, so it was nice. We had an easy choice for everybody. Brad Pitt. Let's see what they got. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start this time. Sure. Um, let's see. First off, uh, the problem with my list, I haven't seen 12 monkeys or a river runs through it. Also, when double checking for films left off, it, uh, seems everyone puts 12 years of slave on the list and I can't for the life of me remember him in the film. He's got a really small. Yeah. It's not his movie at all. No, no, I, I wouldn't put it on his top 10. Agreed. Um, so anyway, uh, we do the show, the show the same way you do the regular one. So I'm starting this week. I'm mm-hmm. doing my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed their personal top ten list, we create the re-list between the two of us. Hoo-ah. Uh Number ten is Inglorious Bastards. Uh, that's a punt. Oh, it's a punt? Yeah. Okay. Easy, easy uh, early on. Number nine, Moneyball. Also a punt. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
looking at it. There's another one I'm like, I don't consider that his movie. Okay. Uh, but anyway, number eight is Babel. That is not on the list, so feel free. I've actually never seen it. Yeah, I saw it once a long time ago. Didn't grab my interest. Not one I would go back to. Uh, him and Kate Blanchett, I think, are a one of the many storylines in the movie. So yeah, set in Middle East somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. from the trailers, and I think I've seen ten minutes of it. Yeah, and it just it's it's one of those. I'm a sucker for Brad Pitt, and every once again he puts out one and be like, "This ain't for me." Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that one with uh, Marianne Cotillard. Oh yeah. The. Uh, no, I forget what it's Something called. Something along those lines. Is it oh, I'm getting... I'm Allied. Allied, there That's you go. That's it, Allied, yeah. Didn't see it. I just saw the trailer and I was like, that does nothing for right, me. Right, right, right. Really should. Yeah, and it, it kind of a middling movie anyway, so it made sense for it not to do that. But you have these two people. You yeah. assume it's going to be think. Oscar-worthy. Yeah, yeah. World uh, War II movies, uh, tough to do nowadays, man. I don't think people have the public interest for World War II movies anymore. Oh, baloney. Okay. I don't think it's at the height it was 10 years ago. It's just, it's a cycle. We, yeah. we got a lot of them. We got a lot of good ones and a lot of mediocre. I just think we're moving past World War II. It's no longer like a signifier for the generations that are coming after yeah, us. Yeah, but we'll always go back to it. We will. I don't know if 20-year-olds <laughs> are going to go back to it. I think, I, well, I think movies will. Just oh, because it's okay. one of the few wars where you can clearly go, there was a good side and there was a bad side. <laughs> well, I don't know anymore, but yeah, certainly, I agree. Well, but, true, but at yeah. the same time, it's pretty rare when all sides agree, listen, yeah. I, we know exactly <laughs> who we were in this equation. It's kind of rare. So, All right, fair enough. That'll stand up to political correctness. <laughs> There's agreed. no problem. Agreed. Uh, uh, so that was my eight. What do you uh, got? It? Okay. Uh, Mitch, who wants us to know that he pronounces his last name Burhell. <laughs> Burhell. Uh, okay. So Burhell, he just wants to make sure it's clear. He's not asking for promotion. He just wants to make sure it's clear. Thanks us for endless hours of entertainment, and he loves listening to passionate people talk about movies, and he hopes to see us in Toronto uh, if we get there. So number 10, Burn After Reading. Um, nope. Okay. Uh, story-wise, it might be a bit messy, but I still had a good time with it, thanks in large part to Pitt's performance. It's a quirky, different side of Pitt we don't usually get to see, and his interactions with John Malkovich are hilarious. It's a Coen Brothers movie, I think. Uh, yeah, and it's, you got uh, George Clooney with like the sex right. chair thing mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. on the whole movie. It's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie. Uh, it's one that I walked out of, and I've never walked out of a Coen Brothers movie, wow. but I remember like I was 20, 30 minutes, and I was like, I could give a fuck what happens, and I just walked out. I mean... <coughs> Brad Pitt's great in it. Sure. Playing this doofus. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that he would just, you know, yeah. sacrifice any sense of ego. It's just like, whatever, this character is a doofus. Yeah. I'm playing a doofus. Um, you don't often see, unless they're going for, well, he is going for comedic effect. True. Not as much as like when Clooney does it, it's, you know, oh, a yeah. brother where Clo- it's like Clooney's hamming great into at it. Yeah, he is. He's so good at it. He knows how to turn it on. It's like selling, you know, with yeah. like a George Lopez bug eye. Like, oh. That's, I think that's the secret thing of Pitt. Is that he can't do comedy, even though he's on Friends. I didn't like any of the episodes. Oh, that he was doesn't on. count. I've and never he, seen him on Jim Jeffrey's show. Oh, I oh I didn't know he's on Jim Jeffrey's show. Apparently, he plays the weatherman. Shut the fuck up! But I don't know what that Holy means. Holy shit! I gotta watch that. Uh, yeah, I, I had no idea. I think he's been in like seven, eight episodes. Oh, I'm gonna find this. Well, I, is it something like uh, Deadpool two? You know, where it's just such oh, a quick. Yeah. Oh right. But he wasn't even yeah. Like Cool World, not good. Johnny, whatever it was. <laughs> Johnny Cool Suede World, I got a soft spot in my heart for You do? Okay. Is it I, a Bay Singer's hot spot? Because she's it, hot It, in that it came out when I was in the seventh grade. Okay. And like I got dropped off at the movie theater mm-hmm. a bunch. That's what me and my friends did. Mm-hmm. So I saw Cool World like four times in the theater. Wow. Dude, I saw White Man Can't Jump like six times in the oh, theater. No surprise there. That makes sense. That makes more sense. Uh, but 
All right. Uh, yeah, so yours? Yeah, number nine is Killing Them Softly. Not on here. Ooh, interesting. I like this movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, upon first viewing, uh, I thought this was just average, but when I vi- revisited it a few years later, I found a lot more to enjoy. An enforcer hired to restore order after three dumb guys rob a mob-protected card game is my kind of movie. Pitt is great, and you also have a great supporting performances by James Gandolfini, Ben Mendelsohn, Scoop McNary, and Richard Jenkins. It's definitely worth a second look just for Mendelsohn alone. I agree. It's a fantastic film. Surprisingly good film. A little more harder edge than you anticipate from a film with Brad Pitt in it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember enjoying a lot of this movie, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't gone to this kind of well mm-hmm. more than once. Agreed. Or twice. I wish he would. Yeah. Although, given enough time, because he's always at least taking chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never, oh, I need to put out this for safety's sake kind of right. thing. Right, 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 right. Uh, he's always taking chances, so there's, he very easily could. Yeah, agreed. Uh, number eight is Ocean's Eleven. Um, whoops, screen just went black. No worries. You said it was your what? Eight. Punt. Okay. Not by much. There it is. All right. What's your number seven? Seven is Tree of Life. Tree of Oh, not on the list, which is a shame. That's a damn good movie. Is it? I like it. I love it. Because I'm a Malik. I'm a very much Terrence Malik. You are. Thin Red Line. Yeah. All the shit that even the stream of consciousness stuff he does now, Knight of Cups, fucking love Knight of Cups. So to me, anything Malik does, I thoroughly enjoy. So... I, I, it, it has so many hallmarks of things that I should just latch right onto and right, love. Right. And for whatever reason, man, I, I see all that everybody points out in these movies, and mm-hmm. yet I am just not entertained. It's not your jam. I, usually. I, I understand. I understand. I mean, think about something uh, it's akin to There Will Be Blood in that you're just transfixed mm-hmm. on these slow stories that build and build and build to... I don't know. Maybe it's the conclusions where Malik gets. No, I, I think it's the. Line. I think it's the way Malik gets there. It's so incongruent. It's so <laughs> not connected a majority of the time that it feels like real life, where you catch only snippets of conversation with people as you move through your day, and you don't have a cohesive storyline necessarily to your day, other than you're living it. Yeah. And so, to me, that's what I always think of Malik's films nowadays. They're just like a bunch of days strung together in these people's lives, and once you leave the film, you'll never hear about them again. And there's just that's just it. This is just it. Uh. It's weird. I know it's weird. I it just I it, I've never connected. Yeah, I understand that. I watch it. I'm like, especially Thin Red Line because everybody's like, "This is beautiful." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cinematography. This is bringing that to life with just the doldrums of of everyday life for these soldiers. Sometimes right, you're just right, sitting right, right. around in fucking weeds. Yep. And the wind is blowing. Like I totally get that. And yet nothing. Anyway, yeah. with Tree of Life, I like the the father son <laughs> stuff that was explored in the the way that it leads all the way back to the conception of the beginning of time or earth or the world. I like that the, the, the scope of it uh, a lot and what he's trying to say is a bit grandiose. Sure. But I still enjoyed it. All right. What's number six? Six is the punt oceans 11. Okay, cool. Uh, a fun heist caper flick. Yeah, I love this one. Great ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it spun off two sequels of its own and then a secondary franchise yeah. after that, if it ever took off. But With Ocean's 8, yeah. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. That's how much fucking charm this thing has. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it still might get a sequel. I, I think it's certainly possible. Did it do well enough? It did decent enough. It did decent enough. It didn't do great, but it did well enough for this kind of film. So I never we'll saw it. it. It certainly opened higher than any of the other Ocean's films had. It, opening weekend, it made more money than any of the other Ocean's films. Yeah, but I mean... Unless they're astronomical numbers now, all that mm-hmm. is meaningless to me. Right. 
because in three years something will replace that. Sure, of course. If they years, make another one, yeah. Yeah. Just as ticket prices go up and up and up. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, I'm not... But same time, I, if they made enough money, sure, go ahead and make another one. You know? <laughs> I, I wasn't one of those people that was outraged. I don't. No, not this at all. one didn't get as much as Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, it made three hundred million dollars worldwide on a seventy million dollar budget. So it made money. Yeah, they'll make another. Yeah, I feel no, like definitely. they could. And then if it does well on streaming services and yeah. If whatever rental market there still is, red boxes. Yeah, I don't know who else is actually giving away physical, you know, DVDs anymore. But yeah, uh, I think there's one yeah. blockbuster somewhere. I thought I saw. Uh, oh, I thought the last one finally closed. Did they? Oh, all right. Uh, I have uh, an endlessly entertaining flick with an all-star cast. It's, it's, it sits lower on the list simply due to the fact that it is such a large ensemble cast, and Pitt is mostly relegated to playing cool, which he does very well, and eating all the time. Oh, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think he does more in that film. Yeah. He, he's rusty is like a big part of why this happens. He is controlling Clooney. He's the one that calls out Clooney when he realizes that Danny is doing this for Tess. And instead of like actually doing it for the money, yeah, doing the job for the job, exactly. So he's more of the one who's not compromised throughout the whole movie, kind of co-leading these guys into this heist. If it wasn't for Dan, if it wasn't for him, Danny would have fallen flat on his face. And Rusty saves the movie, so it is a little more than just cool yeah. and uh, eating sandwiches. That being well, said, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say he also lends cool to the movie. Yes, agreed. It's nowhere near as cool without him. Well, you, if you're going to establish a tone, you know who's pretty fucking cool? Yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. And he's, you know, playing, opening up, and I love with the actors playing a poker game, and just him looking down. He is eating the whole movie. He is. Whatnot. Uh, but just, he establishes a, such a tone. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. And yeah. You couple him with Clooney, just like done. Yeah. All right. And the tattoo creeping out from his arm is yep. always cool to see as well. A little bad boy. Yeah. You know? I'll take Ocean's 13 over Ocean's 11, but I totally respect it being on the list. Um, that's your number six? Correct. That was, that was the number eight for me. So number seven is Moneyball. That was the punt from earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've never seen a big base. I've never been a big baseball fan, but luckily you don't need to be in order to appreciate Moneyball. It's an incredibly engaging film, and Pitt does great work in a very understated performance. Yeah. No- I think he got nominated for this. Oh, no. Jonah. Jonah Hill. Jonah and, did. Yeah, Jonah did for sure. Yeah. He may have. I'm not sure. I don't think so on this yeah. one. Okay. Maybe, though. Did you like it? Yeah, Moneyball. It's a good movie. Right. Yeah. To take something now that is so much a part of our life. Mm-hmm. Started with a book, you know, based on this story. The Oakland yeah. A's just trying to run the numbers and make up for, you know, their, their financial shortcomings. They can't afford all the biggest, best players. Right. So if we replace X with these three things, we just need to make up the hits, the RBIs. the, <laughs> And then from there, also, running the numbers on we should never steal. Right. Uh, all these other small nuances of the game that yeah. helped increase their odds. You're always swinging, always swing, always mm-hmm. swing. Um, and it's, it's super interesting in the fact that it's, now altered the prism by which I view all sports. Looking at it, oh, okay, so-and-so. I still watch the games, right. but at the same time, when you find out, hey, when he runs a five-yard right across the middle, 
they have a higher percentage on the right hash as opposed to the left hash. And you're like, really? That's really interesting. It's all those little things that you didn't think about that what? were like, what the hell? Or you noticed it other times. Yeah. Uh, and this is something either you've never noticed before. And it's like, oh, he does get away with that a lot. Right. That's amazing. Or, you know, this dude hits from 12 feet all the time. This is his spot. Yeah. It's like, oh, it always felt like that, but that's the specific spot. All right. <laughs> all right. If you say so. Well, just you ran the numbers. I'm assuming you're not lying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <coughs> it, got a, it got nominated for a number of best, best picture of the year. For, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt was nominated. Okay. Jonah Hill was nominated as well. Uh, film editing, adapted screenplay, and sound mixing. Uh, those were the nominations. Um, it didn't win any of them. It didn't win any awards except for movie of the year from the AFI. So mm-hmm. interesting. And the uh, African American Film Critics Association. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. That was your, that was the, my number seven. seven. So then my number six is 12 Monkeys. Okay. He said he hadn't seen it. Okay. So he said one could argue that this is Pitt's best performance and I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but it's not a film that I go back to and revisit all too frequently. I agree with that. I think it's a good Terry Gilliam film. Certainly best film film that he's ever done that's not like super quirky or weird uh necessarily yeah um and uh pitt is fantastic in it madeline stowe is good in it bruce willis is good in it uh and it does ask you a lot of questions in terms of like what you believe from Mm -hmm. who's telling what i enjoy that it's certainly one of the most understated performances bruce willis has ever done and i always enjoy bruce when he's understated i think he's best when he's understated because he so radiates cool and like at any moment anything could happen that when he's chill and when he's exploring himself, mm-hmm. I always enjoy those movies more. And Pitt, you know, Pitt has the flashier role for this. So, yeah, Pitt's my favorite part. No, really, <laughs> it's like weird things with his hands and everything. Yeah, I, it just this movie's never really been my cup of tea. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah I agree. But the overall quirkiness, I just don't. I don't know. It still seems a little too abstract. Mm. Like when the scientists are interviewing after he's come back, but he can't remember. Right. And you're like, like I understand you have an aesthetic, but this doesn't even make sense. I don't know. It's like a weird, the steampunk equivalent of like, you know, lab punk or whatever that is. Just this weird, uh, I don't know. David Morse and everything. Whereas Brad Pitt, I was like, man, I I would love to have seen this Looney Tunes character Mm -hmm. just constantly hand moments, like the zaniness, the, the, Mm -hmm. the mania in his eyes is so palpable. Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite part of it, uh, but I never go back to watch this. Yeah, I've seen it maybe three times. Uh, what's your number five? Five is Fury. Not on the list. Maybe he hasn't seen it. Maybe he hasn't seen it. Uh, please he doesn't see it. say. It's really good. Yep. It's World War II, speaking of which. Oh, Mitchell is a team manager of fraud, law, of fraud loss prevention at TD Ameritrade. Uh, sweet. In Canada. Sweet. Interesting. Okay, go ahead. Good for you, Mitch. Good for you, Mitch. Way to be somebody. Way to accomplish things. You know, a couple of yahoos talking on a mic. Way to go, a, Mitch. Got a Virginia accent we all know, the famous Virginia <laughs> accent. Hey, fucking Mitch. Mitchy. Good way to go, Mitch. PD uh, yeah. Ameritrade. <laughs> all right, Mitch. Uh, anyway, so Fury. Fury. <laughs> it's, it's about a tank. Guys, it's like this small world with the tank, and there's like you know six, seven guys. They all gotta gotta coexist together, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to see the dynamics between all these different kind of versions of alpha males or, yeah. or pacifists that didn't want to fucking fight in this war anyway. <laughs> now it's New York. Now uh, it's New York. 
Yeah. I don't know. It, it took a couple of different permutations. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> I don't speak extemporaneously in a New York accent all that often. It never I'm really sure you up. don't. You don't strike me as a kind of guy that uh, No. I mean, sometimes I do. For I, shits and giggles. So to entertain myself in the car, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'll do that. I'll, I'll say random. I'll create characters. <laughs> really? And, like entertain myself. Yeah. Interesting. My favorite one that's stuck with me the longest. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did a George Lopez meets... Uh, Larry the Cable guy character. So it's like a Latino with a, you know, here's your sign type of, right. or, you know, you might be a redneck, right. his version of it. But the call by, like, the punchline was just San Bernardino. <laughs> so I'd be in my car to be like, San Bernardino. Huh? <laughs> he does like really shit crowd work. Hey, what's, what's that? A, a button up uh, t shirt? All right, San Bernardino. <laughs> just drops it at the end of every punchline. So I just started writing the worst possible jokes that I could. So they would fail, and then his out clause would just be, Hello, San Bernardino. And everybody would be like, ah. That's how I entertain myself. Bum, bum, ba da. Yeah. That's great. Uh, <coughs> San Bernardino. I, I heard it on some car commercial or something, and I just kept oh, saying, Oh, that makes sense. San Bernardino over to myself, and then eventually just, San Bernardino. And, then, and did that for a while, and then I created a character to say that. <laughs> Only at San Bernardino. I drive a lot, you know? Yeah, I hear you, man. That's a good movie. I, I'm trying to talk myself into buying it in 4K because it's like 15 bucks in 4K. Oh, but I don't bad. know if I want to see it again. Like, I've seen it four times. Okay. And I'm like, ah, do I really want to run and see this movie again? So it's not necessarily one that jumps out at me, even though I loved it every single time I watched it. It's not one that I go, oh, let me put myself through that again. Because it's a pretty hardcore film. It is. You know? It is. What it's, they go through. It's all these dysfunctional dudes yeah. in a war that they don't want to be in, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe initially, but now they've been stuck in this fucking tank yeah. for months with these other assholes in this tight, confined space where death surrounds them at all times. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Jesus. I already work at Collider. hey <laughs> what's your number four? Um, well, what's your five? Oh, five is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Slight punt. Okay, fair enough. What's Big your short. Not on the list. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I'd put it lower because his part is smaller. Sure. I would you know, agree with that. It's more Steve Carell's movie than it is anybody's. Yes. But it's, I mean, it's the whole reason I went and saw uh, Vice. Yeah. Because Adam McKay had done such a deft job of telling a complex story. And those little vignettes explaining, well, here's what a collateralized debt obligation is. And I remember these now. Yeah. To this, and the spokes in the wheel, and the staunches, and the, I mean, or trenches, that's yeah. what it was. All these... You know, it should be bombarded and the audience falls asleep, and yet he does it in a kind of keep you off kilter, entertaining, just with these bam, celebrity, here I am to explain what the fuck's going on, and we jump back into. Right. Uh, but it was an interesting way to digest a lot of information that you mm-hmm. need to understand why this was so bad. Right. And uh, Pitt's good in it. He plays, you know, a former trader mm-hmm. who had been high up in that world and now is kind of living a re- reclusive life. Yeah. Wants to be off the grid long and he's, term. He's kind of training these two dudes, these two younger guys, about the situation, right? And then, yeah. like, they have a moment where they celebrate. It's in Vegas. So, yeah, in Vegas, succeeding something. Over, and then he goes, no, don't celebrate this. No. Do you know what this means? This means this, this, and this. Yes, your company now thrives and survives, but the exchange is all this. So just understand, this is the price for what you're doing. And you have to come to terms with the price for what you're doing. And don't celebrate in front of me. Yeah. I love that moment. What's... Because I think it's uh, so many people are going to be like the unemployment rate. Yep. I want to say yep. was the statistic he was yep. tying it to. And the for, foreclosures. For every like 1%, 50,000 people die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, something along those lines, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. When you think of it in a macro sense yeah. like that, and you're affecting hundreds of millions of people, like, holy shit. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a lot no, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of weight to carry. Uh, that was your number four. That was my four. Yeah. Okay. My number four is Inglorious Bastards, the punt from earlier. Oh, my ten. Yeah. Yeah, he says, definitely my favorite of the latter half of Tarantino's filmography, and Pitt really chews the scenario as Aldo Rain. His awful Italian gorlami makes me chuckle every time. On top of that, this puts both Michael Fassbender and Christoph Waltz on the map for North Americans at least. Sure. <laughs> sure, it's not a Tarantino. It's such a caricature. I... There's no depth to uh, Aldo Rain at all. I, almost every character in that movie is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The woman's given more complexity. Diane Kruger or... Uh, or no, no the second half. Yes, the she has the complexity. Yeah. Absolutely. She has the only storyline. Yeah. But at that point, I wanted the bastards. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really care about this. I want to be with the bastards. Right, or right. Christoph Waltz, mm-hmm. uh, who was awesome at it. Yeah. So it was Fassbender and a bunch of yeah, other people. But sure. it just... Where it ended up, I was like, shit, I, I came in expecting this. Yeah. And then it ended up being something... I don't know. My expectations weren't... Yeah. What you sold me? You sold me a bill of goods, motherfucker. <laughs> you sold me a bill of goods. It's called Inglorious Bastards, and they're on screen for what? 25 minutes? Tops. Yeah, tops. Even our Sam Levine with his fresh face. So you see, yeah, they used them all. They were, they were practically the entire fucking trailer. Yeah. It was that, and then the downstairs scene with the Germans in the first yeah. act. In the bar, yeah. Yeah. That was in the trailer, if memory serves. Yeah. Um, all right, what's number three? <coughs> three is. The Assassination of Jesse James. Oh, okay. That's the punt. So that right. was your what, five? Five, yeah. Um, I love this movie, man. Yeah, it's quality. I wish this would come out 4K just for the cinematography. Just see that clear cinematography would be fantastic. I, 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 it will eventually so long as 4K is still around. God, I, yeah, I know, dude. I just saw, uh, that's how you saw 8K television the other day, and I was like, fuck you. Of course. Fuck you. Of course. It never ends. Nope. I'm it's not, never going to end. I'm not buying again. This is it. Bullshit. This is it. Bullshit. I've already, already from VHS to DVD was less. DVD to Blu-ray, less. Blu-ray to 4K, less. I start to become more selective as the media increases in quality. Okay. Because I, I start to be like, well, only certain movies I want to see at this high level of quality. I don't want to see Ace Ventura in fucking AK. I don't give a shit. Like, Field of Dreams is out in 4K. I don't need to see Field of Dreams in 4K. Although, when nature calls, some of those Africa scenes would be pretty <laughs> sweet in 4K. 4K. Can you imagine ah, 8K? Ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> fucking. I love that. That's my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two spears in his I legs. I still use that to this day sometimes, comparing things. <laughs> ah. It's so perfectly. It's like uh, in basketball, the dude uh, conversation. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, dude, you understand what they're saying? At every level. <laughs> you do. Sometimes it's just like it's gibberish. Yeah. So you just assume guys, yeah, bah, 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 yeah. Back, back and forth, and then the intonation <laughs> hits you upside the head. Uh, session number four, or is my number four? Oh, what, what, that what was my at? three. Okay. My three is, uh, oh, no, he says uh, for assassination, I want to give him some love here for Mitchell. The pit is excellent as the title character, and Casey Affleck does great work as the awkward, almost weaselish fort, not to mention Sam Rockwell, Jimmy Renner, Sam Shepard, etc. I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention Roger Deakins' beautiful cinematography. Some may complain about the pacing, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Fuck you if you complain about the pacing. It's a languid western. Enjoy it, for God's sakes. It ain't all just shoot them up and shit. Uh, all right. Uh, minor three is Fight Club. 
That's my two. Okay. He okay, says, so that, a fantastic film and Pitt created an incredibly <coughs> iconic character in Tyler Durden. There are so many facets to him. Clever, funny, sexy, cool, weird, menacing, and Pitt plays them all to perfection. Agreed. This might yeah. be the best. Would you say this is the best Pitt performance? Singular performance? Singular performance. It's tough, though, because it's like another one. Well, yeah, but he's not. He plays kind of a one note in that. Uh, I mean, it's... This is my favorite performance of his. Because usually when Pretty Boy decides to act dangerous... Right. You're like, whatever. You can see through it. Yeah, you can. And his this seemed very authentic. Yeah. Very real. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you see the twist... It makes even more sense for why he dressed like this yep. or acted like this throughout the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's at the height of his sexiness. I mean, I'd have to look at his all of his filmography, but it's it's you know it's up there yeah. for damn sure. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a fantastic. What does he have? what does he say about Fight Club? Nothing. He, only, he oh, saved okay. all his his notes for number one. His okay. number one. <laughs> okay. What's your number two then? Oh, your number that two. Was is Fight my Club. two. So then my number two is seven. That's his number one. Wow. Uh, all right, let me give Mitchell a little bit of love, and then you can uh, read all the stuff that uh, he wrote. Mitchell, one of my all-time favorite films. There is nothing that I don't love about this movie. Pitt and Morgan Freeman work incredibly well together, but it's Kevin Spacey who steals the show as John Doe. It's dark and dour and horrific, and in my mind, a genius film. Okay. Um, and he wrote, this is one of Brad Pitt's strongest performances, wrapped up in a whodunit uh, murder mystery with some extreme visuals. Ooh. Then in the last 30 minutes, they completely flip it on its head. Yes, they do. Uh, they really do. And the fact that Spacey had to convince them not to go out and do press. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that, the, He's making all the sense in the world right now, guys. Yeah. I, I don't want to have, oh, Kevin Spacey's in this? And then I'm thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if he's not out doing press, but his name's on the post, he'd be like, I must have like a small part. Right. He's nothing serious. Right. Don't even, you know, may not even notice. Mm-hmm. Uh I knew from the trailer that it, <coughs> that it was Spacey because of the voice. Oh yeah, but which which I was mad about because when when it happened, then I was like, oh, okay, I, I knew that I knew that it was going to be him, right? You're just like, oh okay, it's Spacey. But that being said, the film is still fucking incredible, man. It is, and what a great serial killer. Oh yeah, to base it on the seven dev- deadly sins and st- how he does that. The the most jarring one is the dude that's been kept alive until he's this emaciated husk of his yeah. former self. Yeah. That one, when yeah. uh, who was it? Is John it McGinley. McGinley. Yeah, yeah. goes in like you're in a roast in hell, you motherfucker. Yeah, you got what you deserve. You <gasps> like, it comes out. Ah, John oh, yeah. Doe's still alive. John Doe's still alive. Oh, it was so freaky, man. Yeah, and then the doctor's assessment, like you know, he ate his tongue off long ago. Yeah, and his brain is tapioca. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what a what a terrible hell. Yeah. Right, and this guy put all these people through it for his own vision. And this is a serial killer movie where the serial killer is never caught by them. He turns himself in. He has. Uh, he's the one that surrenders to the situation, and then he's the one that gets the last laugh on both of them. He controls the entire movie. Yeah, he is. Ne- he never loses. He wanted David to kill him. He, yeah, at the end? Yeah. He did. All of it is done by him. It completes his masterpiece. Yep. And I love when he goes back at David in the car. And Pitt is so... Pitt is tough to like in this movie. But he's supposed to be tough to like. Yeah. He's a young hothead. He's, a he's not smart all the time. But he's a hothead. He's emotional. Mm-hmm. You can tell he dragged or convinced or passive-aggressively intimidated Gwyneth Paltrow to move into the city with him. 
Uh, and then the way he kind of pushes back at Morgan Freeman all the time when Morgan's just trying to teach him shit. Um, so when it all comes down, that's the reckoning. And I still would love to see a sequel where we see David 10 years later or 20 years later. Like, what is he doing now? Is he still a cop? Is he still haunted by the situation yeah. with with uh, what happened to Gwyneth? Like I mean, all of it. Sounds like basically you just want to make shot collar. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to see that. Where he goes to prison yep. and then... Guess what, man? Prison changed him. <laughs> right, good point. Uh, good point. So, so he has nothing left to live for. Yeah. His wife is dead. Yeah. And maybe, maybe he just becomes, uh, I don't give a flying fuck about any of you. Yeah. He just does that, or who yeah. knows, who knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, then my number one, then, is uh, Snatch. Uh, not on my list. Wow, fascinating. Uh, he, he says, Fascinating, uh, <laughs> says John. Mitchell says, I went back and forth between seven and snatch for my top spot, but ultimately I gave it to the film that is immensely enjoyable uh, and also has a wonderful movie stealing performance by Pitt. It's a performance that requires multiple viewings. It's the first time I saw it, I needed to put the pikey subtitles on. Since then, I've watched it countless times and it never loses its luster. Sharp dialogue combined with great performances all around, and you've got my choice for the number one Brad Pitt movie. I mean, he's part of an ensemble. Yeah. So that would knock it down lower on my personal list, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He is, I mean, he makes that movie for me. Uh, agreed. He comes on and you're like, oh, okay, Brad Pitt is going to do a pikey, and then it seems so honest, so real. Yeah. And everybody's talking like that, and you're like, oh, I love it when we at our London show, you know, we brought up the yeah. fact that I brought up, you know, the gypsies are still a problem there. Yes, and yeah. Just the people are like, man, they're dirty. They just they take up space and then they steal a bunch of shit and then right. they move on and they leave a bunch of crap and you're like yeah I, I guess I would get sick of that as well yeah 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 uh, but it's still weird to me the gypsies exist <laughs> agreed uh, it's something that you know from the 1700s on they should have been slowly uh, taken out maybe through the 1800s but oh, no I way modern so. yeah I don't know it's just like this romantic fucking notion of a band of thieves just wandering the countryside <laughs> does you just assume they have torches at all times yeah i would think so yeah <laughs> torches i like that uh all right let's put this list together that's uh, uh their uh uh decision are you gonna do it matt with the writing sure okay uh so number one i had snatched and i had seven and number two so would that seven be number one then they'd probably go seven and fight club okay because he didn't even have snatch right so um Jesse James, I've got it three. You've got, got that it at five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you have at three and four? Uh, I had Fight Club at three and Glorious Bastards at four. Mm, well, then I would say Jesse James next. Okay. Because well, Bastards, Snatch. I've got a ten. And then Snatch? Or you want to put it at four or five? Nope, Snatch works. Okay. Um, Seven's on there Fight Club's on there right Yeah Inglorious Bastards Or not yet Ten Where'd you have Moneyball Moneyball is number seven No it's higher than ten And then Ocean's Eleven You had where Eight Six eight So five ten or six eight Six eight Seems more logical Okay If it was five nine I'd say five nine All right, so Inglorious makes number six. Okay. Next highest I have is 12 Monkeys at six. I got Big Short at four. Okay. And then Fury at five. Okay. That's our rules. Uh, 
And I'm sorry, what was your next highest? Uh, 12 Monkeys at six. All right. 12 Monkeys it is. Where are we at? Last one. Oh, okay. Which is your what? Uh, I We have Moneyball and Ocean's Eleven on there, right? Oh, shit. We didn't get Moneyball on there yet. What? Oh. That should go above. Yeah. Where'd you have Moneyball again? Seven. Okay. Then 12 Monkeys makes 10. Okay. Fury makes nine. Did we put Ocean's Eleven on there? Did you have it on there or no? Yeah, it's on there. Okay, cool. All right. And I guess number eight then would be Moneyball. Cool. Done. All right, awesome. Let's do this thing. <coughs> the top 10 Brad Pitt... The top 10 Brad Pitt movies on the relist. Yeah. At number 10. 12 Monkeys. At number nine. Fury. At number eight. Moneyball. At number seven. The Big Short. At number six. Inglorious Bastards. At number five. Ocean's Eleven. At number four. Snatch. At number three. Uh, the Assassination of Jesse James. At number two. Fight Club. And our number one Brad Pitt movie on the list is... Seven. There it is. Um, I want to F you like an animal. Anyway, uh, yeah, there you go. So this will be our only relist for this month just yeah. because of scheduling and whatnot. And We're Chicago. Not, yeah, and Chicago. And then John was sick before we left, and now I've been sick since yeah. we got back. Yeah. So we're going to draw the names for the next relist, and we're just going to record three of them next month. Absolutely. Um, so that way it'll uh, give us the time to catch up on all our bullshit. Sounds good. Um, so that is it, I think, for the relist this week. Yeah. Uh, our thanks to Mr. Jason Bradshaw mm-hmm. for choosing that list, uh, Mr. Kevin Hills for submitting his, and Mr. Uh, Mitch, oh shit, what did he say? Bear Hell. Bear Hell. Bear Hell. Not the Bear Jew, the Bear Hell. That's pretty good, though. They, bear Hell? Yeah, Bear Hell. I like that. I like that name, Bear Hell. I did a show one time. This Indian kid booked it uh, for, where was that? UCSD. Okay. And his name was Man Beer. And I was like, that is the greatest <laughs> fucking name. Are you kidding me? Man, Man Beer. Beer. I like it. I, I did. How about Man Beer Bear Hell? That would be a I know. Name. I don't know what to do with that name. It's f- man Beer. You have to shoot him on sight just because the manhood is too much. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Relist. You know, you can always be part of The Relist by being one of our patrons. And you can do that at www.patreon.com slash the top 10 with the number 10. Remember, we're on our own feed, so please retweet. Tell people. Cr- uh, scream, it to the, uh, scream it in the highlands of Scotland. Tell people to come and be a part of The Top 10 on their own feed on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for The Top 10, the number 10 there. And sign up and subscribe. We've got more uh, live shows coming down the pike, a lot more news coming down the pike, a lot more content. So please get on board and be a part of it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Thank you so much to all that uh, support us. And we will see you on Tuesday's regular show. That's it. (laughs) 